This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. You only get one chance to make a good first impression, and that is exactly what we got with AEW on TNT's Wednesday Night Dynamite. Buckle up after buzzers, it's going to be a good one. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ah, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live from the world famous Afterbus Studios in Hollywood, California. And if we got a show for you, but before we get started, let me introduce to you the amazing panel of the first ever episode of AEW on Wednesday night, Dynamite. First up, Let's hear it for Roger Corral over at the end, our resident wrestling expert. He's been a fan of wrestling since he was a kid when Brett the Hitman Hart gave him a pair of sunglasses in the crowd. Roger, how's it going? It's a life-changing moment. (laughs) We've been the same since. Yes, a big fan of wrestling all over the world, even. Um, Also here with us is Jessica O'Connor, and I'm really glad you're on the panel with us for AEW because you have a background both in uh, in sports journalism journalism as well as entertainment journalism I which do. is the perfect scenario for this how you doing I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to be a part of AEW and dive into the wonderful world of wrestling. Yes, well, we do have an amazing <laughs> world of wrestling. Obviously, lots of different matches, new characters introduced, crazy different types of um, of production on the show. Overall thoughts, Roger, what do you think? I loved it. It's fresh. It's fresh. I mean, honestly, when's the last time we had a promotion going head-to-head against all the major wrestling out there, you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I love that. Like, you come home, you get to watch something new, something fresh. Sometimes you haven't seen some of these wrestlers. So it's nice to, you know, just lay back and enjoy some wrestling. Absolutely. And Jessica, what did you think watching the show? I just love a little competition. You know, I like that somebody is, you know, trying to compete with the WWE, and that's a pretty bold undertaking, but I feel like they're off to a really great start. Yeah, I love whenever someone bets on themselves and it seems to go well. And so far, this is going really well for all the guys that helped put this show together. The thing that I really wanted to start off with was really just the basic overall look of the show, the production. I don't know about you guys, but I just saw tons of color, tons of pyro, things like that. Was there anything about the production aspect of the show that really stood out to you guys? The promos leading up to this show were amazing. Like, they had their YouTube shows. They had a bunch of, like, five-minute vignettes online, and they were just so colorful, so new. Um, The promo style was very different. You know, we're kind of used to your typical tropes of interviewing wrestlers behind the scenes. Um, There's nothing wrong with that, but after a while, you kind of don't even know 
that there's something else out there. You kind of think that that's the basic layout. So it's nice to see the way they promoted this, both on YouTube, on social media, everywhere. And then when I actually tuned into the show, again, the camera work, the colors. The angles were amazing. It was great. I love that. Yeah, I love that big overarching camera angle they used often so we could see the crowd and, and everything like that. Uh, something that was interesting about the production as well is they added the, the wins and losses. So they're going to be keeping track yeah. of that, which I think is very fascinating as well. So we'll see how that plays out, obviously. If right? I can interrupt one quick minute, the fans in the chat want to know who is moderating the panel. Tonight. Oh my goodness! <laughs> he forgot to. Introduce I forgot to introduce. We're excited. I was, I was we so excited. excited. Allow to talk about introduce himself. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jack Farmer, and you can find me on the AfterBuzz Raw program as well. I'm a big wrestling fan, believe it or not. I do a couple of these here. Also, shout out to Josh in the booth uh, for producing the whole show for us as well. So he's a big wrestling guy. <laughs> yes, Josh. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and dive right into match number one. It was Sammy Guevara versus Cody, and I thought this was an amazing way to start off the show. Obviously, Cody's one of the biggest stars in the company yeah. against a rising star in the company. Uh, Sammy came up a little bit short. Roger, uh, where do you see him going from here? He's young. He's so young. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could take on the guy. Like, <laughs> he like, looked young in the ring, too. But yeah. he, he feels crisp. He knows what he's doing. Um, I don't know his wrestling background as far as training goes, but he obviously knows what he's doing. And to keep up with a veteran like Cody, it, it feels kind of weird calling Cody a veteran, but right. he is. You know, he's been around for 10, 15 years at this point, 12 years. So, yeah, he held his own out there, and I loved it. He did a great job. Yeah, how did you feel about the match, Jessica? I, I mean, obviously he was putting on a confident front, but I kind of saw on Sammy's end, like, nervous baby deer and then Cody of course is Buff Bill Clinton Buff Bill Clinton yes I love it hashtag Buff Bill Clinton yes I love it Call it like I see it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they were in DC, by the way. And they were in DC. Yeah. So very Was he channeling a little presidential vibe? <laughs> very, 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 very topical know. with the, the Buff Bill Clinton call. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. I think this was definitely the the right move to have him win this match. He obviously has a big match against Jericho for the world title yeah. coming up at full gear on November 9th, which I think they did a really good job of building to that. Obviously, there was the attack afterwards. How did you guys feel, uh, Jessica, about Jericho? After the attack, did you did you think, oh, this guy's cool? He's coming in, being a kind of taking charge, or were you like, boo? I like Buff Bill Clinton. What, where were you at? Well, I felt like he was kind of. I mean, this is his moment. This is his league. Like I, he was definitely, you know, that was his win, and he was definitely trying to steal the thunder, which is his job. But <laughs> he didn't even give him half a second to be like, yeah. <laughs> You're right. He didn't have a moment to breathe. Also, um, one of the people in, the, in our chat room, um, he said Booker T said he trained Sammy Guevara, which is kind of interesting because there's a lot of good wrestling in Texas. I'm originally from Texas, and Shawn Michaels has a school there who trained Daniel Bryan and a bunch of other wrestlers, and Booker right. T has a school there as well. So, you know. He has a great mentor. Yeah, Texas is a low-key great spot for for wrestlers. As you mentioned, there's a ton of great schools yeah. there and people there. Booker T is one of my all-time favorites. So if uh, Sam was trained <laughs> by him, 
that's a good thing. Sam Maybe was also, he's somebody we should watch out for. Maybe we, I underestimated him. Yeah, he did have a good short run with Lucha Underground. So if you're a Lucha Underground fan, shout out to you. Um, so, yeah, I thought some cool things were happening on this show. And, and in this match, we got to see Aubrey Edwards, the referee for this match. Yeah. And, and something that I think is really cool that AEW is doing is how they have a female referee, not just dedicated to the female matches, but she's in the opening match a big match, and there's a lot of inclusivity there. I thought that was cool. We'll, we'll obviously some more later on in the show with the women's match, and we'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. But um, but I thought that was some of the cool stuff that they had going on in the show. Um, I think as we progress in society, I think it's great, you know, having Brandy and Cody start at the top, and mm-hmm. they mentioned multiple times in interviews that they want to include as much diversity as possible, and I think it shows. I think it's great. Yeah, I think diversity always makes everything better the more we can see of different people. I think that's always a good thing, right? Um, So then, uh, before we move on, I wanted to go ahead and pass it on over to you, Jessica, so you can go ahead and cut a promo and tell everyone where they can find us, how they can help this show. It's the first episode, so the more they can help, the better. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and being a part of our AfterBuzz TV family. It's really important that you guys subscribe, like our channel, and, you know, Engage with us in the comments, hashtag AEW, hashtag Clinton, whatever is getting you guys excited, we want to hear, and thanks so much for your support. Yeah, and something, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the powerful things about all these different ways of seeing us, like the comments section and the review section, is the things you like, the things you don't like, you can go ahead and put that in there, and we can go ahead and see that and make those improvements. So whatever you'd like to see added, changed, deleted... Let us know. Put it in the comments. We'll take a look at it. I like to be very interactive on the comments, so I try to respond to as many people as possible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I will prod you guys to possibly do the same. (laughs) Respond to some people. Well, hashtag Bill Clinton is going off. Oh, my gosh. So other people see it. They see where I'm coming from. Okay. I'm not alone in this. Hashtag Buff Bill Clinton is going to be our show's show's hashtag. We're going to hang out. support of hashtag Buff Bill Clinton. Let's get this going. I'm so glad I'm not the only one, guys. Yes. No. I totally, I totally see. I, I think that totally fits. But the big news, obviously, and the reason I wanted to lead in with the first match, but the big news was actually kind of what happened at the end. But yeah. I, I didn't want to talk about what happened at the end before we got to the the first match. And we had this big trios match where we had the Elite versus Jericho, and I don't know if we can call them LAX anymore, but um, uh, Sa- um, Santana and Ortiz. And... Um, it obviously went haywire right off the <laughs> bat, right? So, so Roger, tell me a little bit about uh, what we saw with uh, Moxley coming in. Yeah, I did not. Well, I should have seen it coming, right? Like, why wouldn't I see that coming? Uh, obviously, it's been bubbling up. So, seeing Moxley come in, attack um, attack Jericho that way. I mean, uh, Kenny Omega that way. And I love when they take it to the crowd. I, like, it reminds me of the old school WCW 90s type of matches where they used to go into the bathrooms and used to go behind mm-hmm. the scenes. It felt great. And then Moxley ended up taking them into, it seemed to be like a VIP room of sorts. And yeah. he found himself a glass table. And we got ourselves a suplex on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that yeah. was the end of the glass table. R.I.P. Glass table. Yeah, it was funny. As soon as you see that table, you're like, "Ooh, someone's going through that." Yeah, thing. that that room definitely looks set up for that moment. But it was what, what's he calling that move now? I think we need to because it's definitely not the dirty deeds anymore. I need some uh, help on we, that. We, yeah. So, chat if you know what his ask the audience. Chat if you know what the name of Moxley's move is in 
AEW, please put it in the chat. We're going to go ahead and, and shout it out I on air. Moxley's move, I'm not sure if it's the same thing in AEW as it is in New Japan. I think it's called the Death Rider. The Death, Death Rider. That's oh, intimidating. Death Rider. Yeah, I saw that. That I don't know if it's the same. Hopefully it's the same because Death Rider is a cool name. Yeah. Death Rider. Like, uh, if you get told, I'm going to hit you with the Death Rider, before you even know what that is, I'm like, you know what? It's cool. You, you, I don't want to fight you anymore. So, yeah, I think this is obviously setting up some some match or some future shenanigans between Kenny Omega and John Moxley. Jessica, who do you have in that match if they, they go at it? I'm rooting for Kenny Omega, obviously. You know, yeah. he's in a tough spot mentally right now. He's winless. He's definitely the underdog. He just got thrown through a freaking glass table. You can't yeah. help but root for the guy. I think dropped on his head is... The, I <laughs> yeah, mean, let's not forget like, that. Like, like, Potential it? brain injury, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, that was a... Um, I mean, that really has fired me up to see these two continue to go at it. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that left the Young Bucks on their own yeah. against the trio of, of super heels. Um, are you... Roger, how did you feel about this this team, this this pairing of Jericho and the former LAX? Until I know what their new name is going to be, I guess I'm just going to call them that. Uh, how did you feel about this pairing? Did it was it cool to see these guys who came in take take yeah. over and be part of the team, or was it like random? How did you feel? It feels a little random, but to be honest, most tag teams start off a little random. Mm-hmm. And Jericho always finds a way to unite groups. Granted, they end up turning on each other, but you know he finds a way to unite groups when he needs right. to. And so, I don't mind the pairing, and I, I was glad to see Sammy Guevara heal it up a bit, and for him to join the group that way, because again, you kind of grow when you join a group with a bunch of veterans like that. And LAX is a veteran tag team as well, so there's a lot of experience in this group, and it's a group to look out for. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. I think it's good having them near the world title guys because that gives them that rub that yeah. makes you feel like they're up at that level. Uh, Jessica, how are you feeling about this uh, this teaming? I guess first off, let's I guess finish the match. How did you feel about how the match ended? I thought it was really kind of disorganized in a way because mm-hmm. you almost forgot about Kenny Omega. You're like, wait, what happened? And then you're like, there's only two. How is it three on two, two on one? So it was a little, you know, for us who are more new mm-hmm. to the wrestling world, a little disorienting, I think. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it can get very confusing, especially in these matches where you have people tagging in, tagging out, yeah. jumping in mm-hmm. and out. Uh, I was a huge fan of the way the match ended, personally. It was a, <laughs> I loved how they were going for the Meltzer driver, but then Jericho came in with the code breaker, yeah. and then they did like the double Irish whip into the Judas effect. It was a cool little combo. I'm a huge fan of finishes, good finishes, so um, shout out to good finishes, I guess. <laughs> uh, Can I just say, I've come yeah. around to the Judas effect. Like, that is, that's a good finisher. Like, I, I was a little hesitant at first, but now I, I dig it. You know, I'm kind of in the same boat as yeah. you. When I first saw it at uh, All In, yeah. or was it All Out? I th- which or double double or nothing was the one I can't remember the one he, the one he beat Kenny Omega with it was he, uh, double or nothing double or nothing double or nothing <laughs> uh, the one so when I, mean, I first saw it there I thought oh this is kind of weak but seeing it today it was kind of ooh that was cool it looks cool. getting whipped yeah. into it uh, I actually really I actually really enjoyed it as well but now we definitely have this super group we had Jake H- Hager coming in Jake mm-hmm. Hager it's so hard not to say Jack Swagger right now <laughs> um, but uh, Jake Hager came in was 
was a the surprise debut at the end. This guy always seems so much bigger he's than huge. I remember big him being. Dude. I always think he's like the, like a medium big guy, but then you see him standing next to everyone else and he's just towering over them. Um, this group, Jessica, how do you feel about this group? Does this feel like a, a strong, good, villainous group? Or do you think we're, they're just going to kind of go their own ways? That's a good question. I don't know, because they're all kind of powerhouses in their own right. That would I think it would be interesting to see them team up as this big super yeah. super, super group, squad super group of that maybe evil. everyone needs to something we need to get <laughs> right so you need to get like your avengers to they're come like together a suicide squad a suicide squad that, we need to come that up with a good name, name. <laughs> a good name for them i definitely it definitely made me want to see more of what's going to happen i thought it was a good way for sammy to get back over as not just the guy who lost in the first match but got a little bit of revenge yeah. and then i also seen uh jake hager come in and yeah just dominate some folks. I think we're going to see, to jump into predictions a little bit here, I think we're going to see him versus Dustin coming up soon because he's slammed him through that table. Um, But I I love, I I said we we were all watching the show together backstage, and I love when we get those locker room emptying endings where everyone's just running in and it's absolute chaos. It's my favorite kind of way to end a show, even though it's not very conclusive ever. (laughs) But I think that's, that's what makes it fun. Anytime I went to a wrestling show... I love that. You know, you don't yeah. want just a clean finish and then you go home. You want, you know. like, madness. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be stuck in traffic for an hour, nothing to talk about. Like, you love <laughs> Right, right. I, I love that. Also, someone mentioned in the comments, um, Jack Hager is... Uh, Jake Hager. That's going to be difficult. Yes. Jake Hager is 2-0 in Bellator. So, this guy is coming in pretty impressive. Yeah, do you? Th- I wonder if they're going to try to bill him as something of a Brock Lesnar, a legitimate yeah. MMA fighter coming in and wrestling as opposed to just being a former WWE guy. I mean, 2-0 and o in MMA fighting, is that's hard. Yeah. So, that is hard. 1-0. <laughs> it, it'd, it'd be hard for me to get out with an 0-1 record, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd be up for even that. Um, so, But it, it is very interesting to see where that's going to go and, and see if there's any type of, of crossovers there. Um, that said, the, the, the next thing I kind of want to talk about and move forward to is, is what I thought was really the biggest moment of the night, the biggest match of the night in a lot of ways, was the women's world title match. And the reason I thought this was big is there's just a lot of different things kind of involved in it, and we'll obviously talk about that. Uh, first and foremost, though, uh, Jessica, we'll, we'll go to you. How do you feel about the, the way the women's title looks? I... I do agree that it is gaudy, and it's a little (laughs) on the smaller side, but you made a good point that, you know, that could have been a little hint at which direction the match was going to go based on the size of the belt. It looked yeah. like it was a perfect fit for her, mm-hmm. so like, yeah. we knew it was coming. Yeah, it, it did look like they built it for Riho. Yeah, but they had her exact measurements, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Re- it was, it was, to be fair, it was one of those that hindsight thing where after she won, you're like, oh, that makes sense because mm-hmm. if if Nyla Rose won, it would look really tiny on Nyla Rose, but um, <laughs> but it did look. It, it it I felt like it was small. I like the AEW World Title, but this one felt a little. Eh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the look. I feel like they could spice it up a bit. But regardless, I mean, it's the first women's championship, so they're gonna right. have to. Yeah. To be fair, though, I love I love the massive belts. I like the ones that are <laughs> stupid big for no reason. Maybe they're just gonna work their way up to that, you know? Right. Well, every week they add some gold could to be it. Just, yeah. Yeah. Add some stuff. Maybe that's the AEW's thing: just bigger and bigger belts as Big, the weeks as, go as on. As <laughs> yes. I would I would absolutely love that. Well. 
one of the reasons I, I, I think this is one of the biggest matches of the night is personally, I thought it was a huge upset. I, I thought Nyla Rose was going to win this thing hands yeah. down. Yeah. How did you guys feel about it? Roger, did you, how did you feel about this? Did you go into it feeling this was the outcome? How did you feel it? Yeah, and out? most promos kind of featured Nyla Rose. Granted, she's a huge star, so you want to mention her, but it felt like it was hers for the taking. And honestly, it feels a bit like a choke. I feel like it was hers. Like, that was hers, and she let go of it, and... You could tell that they were a bit jittery. You know, it's the first day on TV. Mm-hmm. They're they're going all out, and oh, I said all out. Oh, Did wow. you see that? Yeah, flat <laughs> words. That's professionalism. <laughs> yeah. And but yeah, I feel like that was her loss. I, I think she lost it more than Riho won that match. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. How did how did you feel about it, Jessica? Well, yeah, just based off size alone. I mean, right. anyone could see that that should have been Nyla's match, but Riho, she has experience. She's mm-hmm. younger, and yeah, she's a pro. She's been at this since she was nine years old. She knows what she's doing, and she is a performer. She has good energy. Like she, yeah. There were several occasions where it looked like it was over. And she just rallied. Yeah, and that crowd yeah. got hot during that match. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they had great reactions. The crowd all night was actually that pretty hot. Yeah. It was a pretty good crowd. So th- thank you, Washington, D.C., for being a great crowd. Great crowd. Um, but, yeah, I thought, uh, I really thought Nyla Rose was going to win this one. And it felt like Nyla Rose was dominating throughout most of the match. The, the the spot that stood out to me, though, was when she did that flip off the ring onto the pile of chairs. Of that. chairs. <laughs> that, I, I, I remember we all kind of went, ooh. Like. But then Riho jumped off and double stomped her yeah. right on the yeah. abdomen. Yeah, so that was a really cool combo of moves. And um, I, I do I do think it's it's worth saying. I think it's really cool that uh, AEW is featuring a wrestler who's a transgender and featuring them in a, a very prominent role. I actually thought that was one of the reasons I thought that Nyla Rose was going to win. I thought that was going to be a kind of a PR thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we're doing this. We're pushing this person. So from a standpoint of keeping things surprising, I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah. That they didn't just go with what seemed like a PR move yeah I um, but yeah overall I thought that was really great and that leads us to our special segment which we are going to call the elite of the week Woo-hoo. and that is where every week we're going to pick a wrestler to be the elite of the week and I am picking Rio. I thought the fact that she won was so cool it was such a surprise she's the first ever AEW yeah. women's champion of the world history so it's it's history. It is history. Yep. It's, it's a really cool thing, and I thought that was an awesome, awesome thing for her. So, Riho, you are the elite of the week, <laughs> and um, and of course there was some shenanigans, some hijinks after the match. We got to see she didn't get her moment either. She didn't. Get her moment. <laughs> no one got their moment. No one got they? their moment. Uh, they're probably going to make us tune into full gear for the moment. But um, <laughs> but we saw. Uh, First off, we saw Nyla Rose um, going off and, and beating some people up, but Kenny Omega came out to make the save. Roger, do you think we're getting teased with a possible intergender match? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. Hot take. I, yeah. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure with this answer. <laughs> I think. I mean, why not? But I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary, to be honest. Like, I don't know if it would benefit anyone. And I feel like in wrestling, you write shows to benefit your wrestlers. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I don't know who it would benefit. If Kenny wins, or if um, Nyla Rose wins, I'm not sure if anyone comes out looking good. That's a good point. So I don't know if I'm ready for that, to be honest. That that particular match could be interesting, booking-wise. Because you're right, you want... 
I mean, Kenny's if, winless. If, if, if Kenny, yeah, if Kenny loses, then it's like great, he lost again. But if Nyla Rose loses, you're like great, it's a guy who just beat up this girl. Um, yeah. But that said, I have to confess, I am a fan of intergender matches. I like equality. I like seeing them all <laughs> together fighting for one championship. So I hope. Someday, somewhere, we get to see more equality in the ring. I think that would be very cool to see. So I just, just want to throw out there, I'm all for equality, too. Roger, by the way, <laughs> not for equality, just so we know. <laughs> just just so wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's too funny. So... Um, so then, of course, we also had a, uh, a match between Hangman Adam Page and Pac. And I thought this was a cool match. These are two guys I'm really big fans of. Wrestling is definitely one of those things that if you're a fan of the people wrestling, you love it more than people who might not be. But um, I thought Pac looked big as usual. Yeah. He's, he's a short guy, but he's just he's built like a mountain. Yeah. And he looks like a big, mean dude, so I think he's a perfect perfect pro wrestler uh i also am a big fan of as i said of adam page um now roger adam page was fighting for the world title a little bit ago and now he lost that match he lost again are we on the verge of a downhill slide for hangman or is this just a bump in the road before being built back up i think it's a bump in the road honestly if he were to fight in a main event match next week I would be down to watch that. So I don't. I don't think there's a downhill happening here. Um, I think there's a lot of potential for Hangman. And again, we got we have to remember a lot of these guys are really young still. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of road ahead. Uh, I, I think one loss, and especially to a wrestler of the caliber of of Pac, who is known throughout the Indies, throughout the country, and throughout the world, honestly, as like one of the greatest wrestlers. There's no shame in that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then Jessica, how do you feel on the conversely, Pac? He's a, a, a scary, mean-looking dude. He won tonight. He's undefeated in AEW now. He beat Kenny Omega. He beat Hangman Page. Two huge, huge wins. Do you want to see this guy get pushed to like a, a main event world title level? Or are you still kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this guy? I I mean, it's down with the winner, right? Like <laughs> yeah. He's already got two under his belt. Right. I want to see him go through a table. You want to oh. see him go through Whoa, a okay. table? <laughs> <laughs> or like land on a stack of chairs. Like I love like that yeah. oomph that, moment. That, you're right though. Everyone who won today seemed to have gotten on the losing end yeah. for the most part. It wasn't a good day to be a good guy. <laughs> kind no. of a depressing night when we think about it. <laughs> yeah, good guys did not have a good night today. No. Even when they won, it didn't go it well for them. Easy. It wasn't easy. Yeah, was <laughs> it really wasn't. You hear that? Wrestling. It's not easy. That's, nope. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought this was, as, as I mentioned, I thought this was a very, um, I'm a big fan of both these guys. I want to see both of them get pushed a little farther. It did make me think, I wonder if we need a mid-card title. Not a world yeah. title, but something to be yeah. for those guys who aren't quite there yet. Would you guys be on board with that? I would be. Yeah, I feel like it's necessary, honestly. Yeah. Um, it helps build up a lot of wrestlers, and it keeps them from becoming irrelevant. And it kind of cheapens yeah. the world title, you know? that I feel yeah. like that belongs to the best. The oh, best of the you best. Go. You know? Yeah. So we want to have those guys who don't have, who aren't quite at that level, you don't want them spending a bunch of time exactly. at the world title level. Well, then, feet to the fire, what do we call the second title? It can't be the world title. Oh, that's a good point. National? 
The national, the national title. title. That is there good go. stuff. Wow. <laughs> well, there goes the five minutes of deliberation I was hoping we could have here with the uh, with the um, with with, the, with that with that question. But the uh, national yeah. title. The national title. The AEW Heavyweight Championship of the World. I like to phrase it that way. I don't like the world title. I like saying the Heavyweight Championship of the World. It sounds better. Um, <laughs> hot take. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, then uh, last of all, I guess. Um, or actually, before we get into uh, the the next part, I'm going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and throw it back over to you, Jessica. You have some news for us, our reporter extraordinaire. This is what I do, guys. I have all the hot news and gossip. First of all, we have to go to Twitter. Take a look at this. We have Austin Aries who tweeted, "This new shirt is fire." Who's watching? AEW Dynamite premiere tonight. So the question is now: Is he trolling, or is this a hint that this former WWE guy could be headed to the AEW? What do you guys think? I would love to see him in AEW. I'm a huge Austin Aries fan. In the words of a lot of wrestling fans, "Never say never." Never say never. And then, of course, we have the lovely husband and wife, Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And this is uh, a shot from Brandy's Instagram. And I just found her caption really inspiring. She said, black female executive, white male executive, black female pro wrestler, white male pro wrestler, wife, husband, shoulder to shoulder, hand in hand. This represents so many battles fought and many more to come. Keep marching. So I personally felt like this kind of embodied the AEW's whole message of inclusivity and forward thinking and just kind of shaking things up. So I was a big fan of that. What about you guys? I agree. Again, I I feel like we're watching millennials take over wrestling. And to me, that feels wonderful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I think it goes with the inclusivity of all the things they've done so Mm -hmm. far. And I think that's just, again, I am a big fan of the more the merrier. I'm a big fan of the more the merrier. And speaking of the more the merrier, I want to give a shout out to all the amazing people in our chat right now. Uh, Bradley Tucker, Charlene, Dang MQ, Danaze, Doug, Dylan Matthews, Evangelina, External Shockwave. Joseph Boza, Straight Facts. We got uh, True Louisianimal, The Real YT. I recognize a lot of your names from the chat on Raw. Thank you so much for being here. Obviously, you guys are the reason we all do this. So super appreciate that you guys are all here with us. That's going to go ahead and take me to kind of um, the last part of, uh, of the show that I wanted to cover. And that is the tease of the Tag Team Title Tournament coming up next week. Do we are we going to get the whole tournament next week? You think, you guys, or are we just going to get like a few matches? I think they'll probably make there'll be a few drips every week. That's what I'm guessing. A few drips. A few drips. A little drip of tag team every week. A little. Dri- <laughs> <laughs> a drip of tag team every week. I like that's a, that's a that's a hashtag. That's a long hashtag, but it's absolutely worth it. Are you guys big tag team wrestling fans? Are you guys are you guys like yeah, it fills up the show, or are you guys like I I loved it. I remember growing up, Survivor Series and WWE was like the huge event. You know, you got to see five-on-five events, and that's what everyone was craving. I grew up on Mexican wrestling as well, mm. and every Mexican wrestling show, it's it's basically a four-on-four. Yeah. Every single match. Yeah. And so you kind of get used to it. It's, a, it's an opportunity for everyone to get their feet wet and, you know, get a little workout in there, and everyone gets to show off a bit of their skills. So I, I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I would Just- say there's a lot to look at with a mm-hmm. tag team match, you know. Every corner of the ring has somebody flipping or falling or punching. Yeah. But I feel like with just the one-on-one 
it's so much more drama. You know, the tag team is right. going really fast and you're trying to take it all in, but the one-on-one, there's so much build-up. You know, there's trash talk and there's right. <laughs> dirty stares. Like, I'm, I'm in it for the drama. So yes. I'm going to go with the... The one on one. The one. The one on one. I like drama. The trash talk. We do have a special uh, shout out. We got to give in a little bit regarding the mm-hmm. trash talk. I think you all know the three initial gentlemen we're going to talk about. That's a tease. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> um, but first, I want to go ahead and uh, I think we have the bracket up on the screen for everyone to see. I filled out my bracket. If you guys are oh. a fan of me uh, and on the Raw show, you know that I am a big fan of jacketology, um, where I like to <laughs> fill out my brackets. I have a perfect record with this, with a few. Asterisks, just a couple asterisks, but for the most part, it's absolutely perfect. So I went and put it up there. This is your spoiler. If you don't want to know how it ends, don't look. But for now, if you do want to know how this thing ends, this is how it's going to go. I personally see the Young Bucks beating Private Party. I think Private Party is cool, but I think Young Bucks are their staples of the organization. Then I see Lucha Brothers beating Jurassic Express as well. They're a fun group. I'm a big fan of Jurassic Express, but Lucha Brothers are my absolute favorite tag team in pro wrestling right now. Then on the other side, we've got Best Friends beating SCU and Dark Order getting by and a bye. And then, of course, I think Lucha Brothers Young Bucks is going to be a rematch of a classic. It's going to steal whatever show it's on. I think Best Friends are going to get revenge against the Dark Order. And that's going to lead us to Lucha Brothers versus the Best Friends. And ladies and gentlemen, you see the bracket. You already know how it ends. Why are we talking through it? The Lucha Brothers are going to win it all. And they are going to be your first ever AEW Tag Team Champions of the World. How confident are you right now? I am 100% confident. I've never gotten a prediction <gasps> wrong. Ever. All right, Except well, with, 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 a few, with a few asterisks. With just a slight few asterisks. All right, so come the end, if it's not the Lucha Brothers, you have to wear one of those Mexican masks for the whole show. That sounds... Well, that's, we a, have that's, to that's a treat. That's a treat for the guy. Like, we, we, why, guess, why would I cover my face? We have to make it this interesting. All... We need some stakes to this bet. You came in way too confident. Think about it. It's just kind of like what they do in Mexico called Lucha de Apuestas. Instead yes. of just so it would be in a way supporting that's the true. Lucha. You said you were a big fan. I am... A, uh, okay, if Lucha <laughs> Bros don't win, I will wear a mask for an episode. Wow. You heard yep. it here first. Wow. So you got to watch AEW, you got to watch how this turns out, and you got to watch how this ends here on the show because this face is not going to get covered, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is, I get by on my good luck. This is a moneymaker. Hello. <laughs> um, so, as mentioned a, a second ago, um, there's one more match, and that was uh, MJF versus Brandon Cutler. You had mentioned the stuff on the mic. MJF, before this match started, he had some choice words for Brandon Cutler. Yeah. How did you feel about that match, and who did you like most in that match going into it, Jessica? All right, well, I'm back with my analogies, because I guess that's my thing that yes. I'm doing. MJF, he is like the worst frat boy ever with his Burberry <laughs> scarf. He's so extra. He's very arrogant. But then Brandon Cutler is just poor little Chris Daughtry like, that hasn't booked a show Lord. in like, three what weeks. Is, what is happening? But it's Chris Daughtry. Oh, no. Chris, so it was Chris Daughtry versus frat boy. Except MJF, he came in with just this... Like you said, you yeah. know you're supposed to hate him. You know his role in this. And, yeah, yes. he did it well. He did it well. We all <laughs> left with the same sour taste in our mouth, I think. Huh? Yeah, Roger, how did you feel about it? No, I agree. I, I agree with every single thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were the wrestling expert. No, no, no that, was, that was good. No, you know, the, the thing with MJF for me is he's so good at being bad, I like him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's funny. Like, I love that line he said about Brandon looking like someone who got lost on his way to the seat on the that other side really of the guard. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> that was uh, really good. He does such a good job of just making you invest into who he is and, and making you invest into wanting to see him. Someone, I want to see someone slap him around because yeah. he's so good at being a bad guy. He's, he's the right. guy you love to hate. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be a future lovable guy. I feel like when you're that cool, after a while, everyone starts jumping on that train. Yeah. And I, I see it happening. I could I could absolutely see him becoming one of the most popular fan favorites yeah. in AEW. Because he is, again, I don't think he's going to change. I think he's still going to be a jerk. But he's just so fun as a jerk. <laughs> you want to like him. He's kind of like Cartman on South Park. Like yeah. He's such a jerk, but you're like, he's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I can see him growing in that role. And I think AEW could use a, a, a few more good guys on their roster, like at, at higher levels. Because a lot of the good guys right now, a lot of the faces are the guys like Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, who are all the executives. And it feels weird when That's they're winning. Point, yeah. um, so it would be nice to get some more faces and some more good guys that are at that top level that are that interesting and believable and that those big of stars that aren't the elite. Yeah, that's a good point. Or the, the I guess everyone's elite now. So it's <laughs> the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody. So it would be nice to see a little bit more uh, from them, from their, their, their mid-card guys, You're I should right. say. We need more. They all got taken out today, guys. We don't have any more good guys left. Like, I know. Like, it ended that's up, a, yeah, we yeah. don't have anyone left. That's a great Great point. I agree. Yeah. So, so going forward, are we like, are what are we looking for as we go forward? Are we looking for more? Um, uh, do we think we're gonna have more debuts next week? Do we think this is kind of our roster we're working with, or is it gonna be more surprises, more shocks? I need more. <laughs> I definitely need more. Like you said, they're lacking some good guys. I'd like to see some more women in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's my take. I think that's a good take. I get nervous though. We all saw what happened with TNA when they were taking off, mm-hmm. and after a while, the shock dies off. Yeah. And so I would be a little nervous. I would be a little hesitant to keep pushing that every week. Yeah, you know, backstage when we were watching the show, uh, Roger, you and I bonded because we're both late period <laughs> WCW fans, late and there's period. there's there's not a whole <laughs> lot of us around, and so um, it was, yeah, there's definitely you when you watch shows like that in TNA, you see the pitfalls that you've got to look out for because yeah. those companies were both great, and then they they started to tank. And honestly, but, when you when you look back at those shows. The best part of those shows weren't the people making their returns or their debuts. It was the talent, the actual talent. You know, WCW, late WCW had, like, the Jung Dragons and, like, Three Mm -hmm. Count and stuff like that. And those are the matches that people remember. And so the same with TNA. No one remembers the random people that made their debut. People remember the epic, like, uh, Christopher Daniel matches, the Mm -hmm. epic AJ Styles matches. So I think we, we have to build on that before we start trying to bring in other people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we get to see more of uh, Christopher Daniels here, obviously, because he is part of SCU, who will be in the tag team tournament starting next week. Hopefully, we get to see him. Um, as far as the matches go, are you guys what What are you looking forward to the most as we go forward? Obviously, we've seen some clashes more between, uh, like I said, Moxley and Kenny Omega. We've seen those clashes between um, uh, Cody and Jericho. What are some of the clashes? Do we want to see a rematch of the women's match? What are some matches or some some people you would love to see go at it? I didn't think we needed a rematch for the women's, but now I feel like maybe that would be interesting. 
to see if Riho yeah. could do it again? Well, I, I was thinking more like Nyla Redemption. Oh, you, yeah. like a redemption, so yeah. she could kind of. Nyla came back, came off as such a heel, like such a jerk. I don't because she attacked her at the end. Do we want to see be, her redeem herself? It would be cool to see her be humbled though, and try and go from it from that approach. Like, okay, I came in really cocky. Let's try this again. That's true. She yeah. got humbled today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I am excited about seeing more of the Lucha Brothers and um, and. That tag team division. I'm a big fan of the tag team division, personally. So, um, obviously, as you'd mentioned, there's a lot of people who came from other places, and um, like uh, Christopher Daniels and things like that. But, Roger, why don't you go ahead and lead us with your top three wrestling companies, or your top three. I, sorry, I'm not stealing your thunder. I'm not saying your whole thing. Um, but you go ahead and lead us with your top three segment. Yeah, I want to take a quick second to talk about other promotions out there. You know, we're starting to see fresh talent. Um, for people to explore. And so, you know, whether you're new, whether you're old, it's great to check out other wrestling out there. And um, I just wanted to run down some of the promotions that are out there. Uh, The first one that comes to mind, number three, is Ring of Honor. Ring Mm. of Honor is one of those establishment places that has been around. I think it got established in 2002. Uh, so it's been around for a while at this point, and a lot of the talent that you see out in the WWE, um, in AEW, a lot of places, they came from there. Your Kevin Owens, your Sami Zayn's, um, they currently have a lot of talent there as well. And so I would want I would want you guys to check that out. Uh, number yeah. two, number two is New Japan Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that that's one of those places that has been established for a long time. Brock Lesnar was a New Japan Heavyweight Champion for a while, and so they've been around for a while, but. It was the last few years when Nakamura and AJ Styles uh, and Kenny Omega, a lot of people came from there, and they they brought it up into a new generation. And so if you have the time, I would check that out as well. And then, number one, it's kind of a bit off, a a bit different, um, but Mexican wrestling... Oh, oh, oh. Drum roll. Sorry, there's a drum roll. There's a drum roll. (laughs) It is C-M-L-L. And it it stands for Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. So... You want to try that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that is one of the most old school wrestling promotions in the world. To this day, every match is your typical Lucha Libre match. Mm -hmm. A lot of wrestlers um, that you'll see in today's uh, WWE, AEW, come from there. Uh, Sin Cara, a lot of wrestlers. uh, And the new Ring of Honor heavyweight champion, Rush, just Mm -hmm. came from there as well. So there's a lot of talent out there. Um, It's easy to find. Literally, just Google it. You'll go straight to their website, and it's easy to find. So I would recommend going to those. Yeah, a lot of great talent comes from all three of those places. As you'd mentioned, half of, it seems like, well, the elite basically got together there originally in New Japan. And uh, I am a huge Lucha Libre fan. the, The fluid style of wrestling is always so interesting to me. But that's all for us today. This was the first episode. You guys were here. So before we go... Roger, why don't you go ahead and tell all these lovely people where they can find you? All right, guys. You can find me on Instagram, hashtag at supreme. Yeah. <laughs> and Jessica, you're, ne- you're next. You guys can find me on Instagram at Jessica O'Connor underscore. Perfect. And my name is Jack Farmer. You can find me at jackcfarmer.com for all of your DJ, MC, and live event hosting needs. And at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I always say that... Conversation continues. Hit us up on Twitter to ask any questions or give any feedback. I love interacting with you guys, the fans as well. For all of us here and Josh in the booth, thank you. Good night. Our <laughs>
founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.